star date. I forgot to do the calculation. So we're going to say star date 0602-2022, because that's today's date. And we're just going to use that number. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast about new and classic Star Trek. I'm your captain this evening, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have Clyde Haynes and Giraffe. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So excited to welcome our guest for this evening. We have Giraffe. We have stolen her from the other strange new podcast. Um, very excited to have you join us tonight. Um, for those who might not know you, who might be listening for the first time in the stream or watching us live, can you tell us a little bit um, about yourself, about Strange New Pod? And I always like asking people what their first Trek memory is. Ooh, so hi, I'm Giraffe with one F because it's French. And I come from Strange New Pod, which is, uh, I guess, the, the twin podcast. We're like live at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I decided to take the, the, the night off and um, bam, uh, I got stolen. <laughs> I got very bad. No nights off for Giraffe. Um, yeah, my first uh trek memory oh that's a good one um i think it's going to my neighbor who had um cable <laughs> because <laughs> i didn't have cable and watching all kind of shows that i didn't know because i didn't have cable and seeing the bridge of the enterprise in tos and seeing uhura and sulu and being <sighs> that's pretty much this and then trying to remember what was the name of the show and going again to my friends, like, what was the show? Can I watch it again? <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, I see people who know me in, in the, the chat. chat. Hello, people hello. Say, people <laughs> saying hello. We're excited to have you tonight. Thank you for joining us. I know Giraffe literally texted me. It was like, I'm taking the night off. And I was like, but are you? Are you going to take the night off? Do you want to come <laughs> hang out with me instead? <laughs> Um, and uh, Giraffe and I got to meet in person this week, which is yes. super fun and exciting. Um, it's an all West Coast night. Hey, bam, bam, bam. Clyde, how have you been? How's life? How are things? Life is crazy. I'm just trying to figure out you're doing Star Trek meetups in my city and you don't even like holla at your boy. Like, what's up, Mariah? <laughs> You've been here like two okay. minutes and, and you forget me? Like, it was a last like, minute coffee. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Literally on Twitter, Come I was to like, "My town," and you just like, <laughs> "I've been here I, like was... three minutes." It's like, <laughs> it was very last minute, very very last minute. Giraffe came to me. We literally walked around the corner. We hung out no. for like an hour. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, most of the time I'm way 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 in the valley. So no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. And worries. it was a no, work I'm... day. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my work days are just like this. Head down. It's like, oh, it's it's five, it's it's five thirty. Okay, I should I should leave. I should go home. Um, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing all right. It's you know crazy season as always. Uh, the weather's getting hot here in LA. I was a little surprised by that. I was like, wow, it's hot fast. So, yeah, yeah, it's that right. time. Glad you're that here. Time. Glad you're glad you're here. Yeah, tonight's gonna be fun. I'm really excited to talk about this episode with y'all. Um, but Clyde, can you first uh, tell people how they can interact with the chat and support the podcast? Sure. So one, if you are watching us live, um, then the best thing that you can do is you can just type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat, and we will see your comment um, and try to get to it. Um, great way for you to communicate with us. In a minute, Mariah is going to tell you a special thing. And when you want to share with us, just type capital H, capital F, and you can share what you think about the show. Now, if you are interested, there is a very special way that you can get even more connected with us for $2 an episode. That's one and one, $2. You can head over to patreon.com slash Star Trek pod and become one of our Patreon uh, members. It's a great time. You'll get access to our Patreon only Slack channel where we hang out and we do watch alongs just about every night of the week. They were watching some old Discovery and last night, as well as the Gorn episode of um, Lower Decks. Um, so there was, it's just like their scheduled pods. And then there's, hey, anybody want to watch a pod together and or watch a watch an episode together and then pick an episode. So lots of great discussions. We had a good time. So if you want to 
join the Patreon and come over, hang out. I lurk a lot and, and pop in from time to time. Um, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. You can also hear uh, Giraffe and I reviewed a bunch of the Star Trek comic books, uh, Star Trek Ooh. Discovery comic books. And so you can join nice. us over there and get access to those special episodes. Um, yes. I think I think it might be time. I, mean, I think you might be time for you to start thinking about what are some of your tantalizing takes, your spiciest of thoughts? What's your 30 second? Figured we had to have the shirtless deep V in honor of Giraffe joining us tonight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I have kind of a deep V. Let me, let me. Let yeah, me, you're gonna, yeah, gonna here participate here. <laughs> yeah, we're, doing, we're doing deep Vs. This is a deep, deep V. Yeah. Deep V night. Deep, um, deep V night. No, I'm not doing deep. It's my pride dress. See, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, what were your hot freaks about Spock a monk? Uh, Spock a mock? Uh, I can't. Why is that such a hard Spock thing to say? <laughs> directed by rachel litterman written by henry alonzo myers and robin wasserman uh what are your your hot uh freaks about this mind-meldingly swappy brainy episode clyde thoughts i'll let i'll let our guests go first oh, I, might, I might have some spicy some spiciness Ooh. tonight okay so i don't really know if it counts as a hot break yeah 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 yeah, shirtless fuck. That's <laughs> <Once> more. <laughs> I mean, uh, six minutes and fifty six as... seconds into the podcast, there, there it is. There oh, it I could is. have done six six six. See, yeah, I was okay. Okay, strange new world. I see you using uh, all your um, assets, if you will. Assets, even like the first scene, that dress Deepring is wearing is oh, very spicy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I really enjoyed the the comedicness of this episode. I'm glad we got a breather after some pretty intense episodes. I'm glad that they're giving us at least some thought into how this whole crew might be. Uh, reacting to some some intense trauma with at least the idea and the concept of shore leave. Uh, I really enjoyed Enterprise Bingo. Uh, I think that could have been a really fun short trek too, is seeing them complete all of Enterprise Bingo. Would love to see that back. Um, I have some things to kind of like, I, I won't say like nitpick, but some discussions, some concerns, some things I want to talk through. Um, and hopefully they come out the other end of the season fulfilling some of these things. But, um, but yeah, I, I was, I was glad for, uh, a breath from the action. I think it makes sense in the season. Um, there's some things I really enjoyed. I, I think I enjoyed, uh, Una and La'an maybe the most in this episode, which might be the least, uh, popular take of 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 what i've seen on the internet but i really enjoyed their bonding and i thought that was nice to see so for those characters specifically after all of the drama of the last few episodes so that's my hot freak what about you Clyde? that's that's right. an episode for hot for cheapers for sure <laughs> i'm i'm going to say that mariah i'm gonna disagree with you slightly like so first <laughs> let me say this i thought that it was that the episode itself was well done right artistically i thought it was well mm -hmm. done um but it's interesting to me that you say that you were you were happy for a breather i look at this and go this is a great episode in the old 24 episode format mm -hmm. it's it's hijinks ensue like this is we've got two kind of cliche tropes going on at the same time one Hello, it's a body swapping episode. Yay, love those. I really do, not really. And then it's a uh, one of my all-time favorites. Hey, we're on shore leave. Everybody else is leaving the ship except for three or four people. And we, the audience, gets to hang out on the ship. Those are, I mean, if you're gonna do it, especially in Star Trek fashion, then you have to do it like the binars and the minuet episode. That was a great episode in TNG where we're talking about people staying on board while everyone else is on shore leave. 
this one was kind of like, eh. So I just, when we get 10 episodes, I, I want the plot. I want a little bit more of this. If we had 26, mm. then I have no problem with this. But now I'm looking and going, okay, we're at the halfway mark. And this is what you, this is like, I want that one back. So. I mean, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a, it's not a serialized show. You know, there are serialized plot points, but each episode has a beginning, middle, and end. So it's not like we're waiting for a giant puzzle to be solved. But Mbega has this hat and he's going to meet somebody. We don't get to see any of that. Oh, true. Right? Like, yep. I mean, and we get bits and pieces of chapel. Like, what happened mm-hmm. with the dude? Like, Yep. Like I, th- there, there were more stories. I, th- I thought this was an opportunity for us to really understand. Um, like, you're going to show us shore leave, then show us a little bit. Like, th- this wasn't even like shore leave, and then someone gets tripped up, and now there's a trial. Like, there's some tropes <laughs> that Star Trek does, right? Tom Paris, Harry Kim, always in a trial. Every time they go on shore leave, they Wesley. Wesley. Wesley never leave the ship. It's just bad. Like, stay on the ship. Like, like that's the thing. But like we didn't even get that. So that I could have expected. I just I wanted I wanted a little bit more. Now to your point, mm-hmm. I did love like the 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 buddy. It's almost like a buddy cop adventure that Una and 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 um Leon went on. That was interesting. And I I absolutely pressed pause twice to get a good look at the Enterprise bingo list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I agree that would have been like an excellent short track. Um, yeah, like that I thought was fun. I kind of like it's I still could have done with more of that to really flesh out their characters a little bit more and trying to figure out like I'm, I'm still looking going, OK, what did I learn from that? Did their characters grow? Did I see a, a different facet from their characters through that? Um, or are they still very strong in their archetype from the beginning? So, but again, I I, I enjoyed it. Like I literally watched it twice. So uh, I definitely enjoyed it. But yeah, I think they're trying to stitch together Strange New World and TOS. So you see a lot of plot lines that they started to go to TOS, so for example, Chapel's Crush, mm-hmm. that we see all the way to TOS, uh, Amok Time with the Pring. Uh I think they're trying to to make you interested in how this started and how, because we know how it's going to finish, right? Mm-hmm. So it starts more question than anything else to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm completely distracted by Giraffe's accent, so I'm going to try and focus on what accent? What, what do you mean? <laughs> I have zero accent. What? What? Hey, no, what? no. Lean Lies. into it. Lies. Lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I. So there are things that like we've set up to correlate with TOS, right? Like we know to Prang and Spock eventually do break up, but I do appreciate the things that I've appreciated break about up. break up. <laughs> that's, that's a euphemism. <laughs> she tries to murder him. <laughs> yeah. break up. We got to give her reasons to want to murder him. <laughs> so we've started that building process. Stone um, is so much better in bed. That's my head cannon. That's what it is. Worth murdering people. That's what it is. <laughs> Um, but I, I appreciate that we're getting to see some of the complexities to their relationship, right? Because I don't think Tapreen gets a lot of the benefit of the doubt in TOS. And so we at least get to see what they were like prior to wanting to kill him. Um, and we get to see a slight preview of that with um, Spock wanting to apparently kill himself, which is probably my biggest nit to pick of this episode is I hope that they eventually get past this idea that you can't be biracial or by culture and not be at war with yourself all of the time and i feel like giraffe you have a lot to say it's, on it's the it's the cue for me to rant right yes <laughs> it's it's one of my biggest hang up uh on representation in star trek is the biracial characters are done wrong systematically and there's a literature trope that's called uh, the tragedy of the mulatto so biracial characters are always kind of doomed because they can't figure themselves out and spock is kind of like the only biracial character in star trek that doesn't 
horrifyingly die. Like Keller gets murdered and misunderstood. That kid in TNG, you know, in um, uh, the guy, the kid that is half Romulan and gets trialed. Help me, chat. Your chat is not helping me. Where is it? Uh, Drumhead? No. no um, Drumhead? Yeah. I don't remember the name of the episode anyway. Okay. Yeah, he gets like fired from Starfleet. Um, Gold Cat's daughter gets mm. murdered. And I was like, oh, Balana is always trying to hurt herself. <laughs> in faces, wants to tr- tries to murder her- herself and Literally then herself. tries to murder her kid because she doesn't want him to be Klingon. It's Simon Tarsus. Thank you, Jay. You rule. This is exactly their name. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, and I, I mean, I'm biracial. And this idea that if you're biracial, you're always fighting with your ha- other half is something I've kind of integrated from TV when I was very young because that was the only thing that was served to me <laughs> about biracial character. And I mean, I grew up to be an adult and I'm like, biracial people are not half and half. We're end and end, right? I'm not half this, half this. I'm this and this. I'm able to be both. And the fact that, again, Spock says, I'm half human. I'm half Vulcan. I'm simply Spock. I was like, get out of here. Can we stop with this? So, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I'm happy it's a dream. Mm-hmm. But somehow I think we deserve better, please. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that they take his dream sequence and and somehow he. I mean, we know where Spock eventually ends up, right? As uh, yes. as a as a character, and I do think he eventually uh, overcomes. I think what this trope is setting up for himself, but it was disappointing to see like. I don't know. It's even like it would have been nice if he had said, no, I I am both. This is both of me instead of having to fight each other. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like I understand that that's sometimes how, like you're saying society and all these other people put this onto Spock and the other people might see him that way. But I'm hoping they get to the point where he doesn't have to continually like lean into that trope. Absolutely. You know, I think it's interesting because when I watch TOS, I feel like they don't really portray him as someone who struggles, right? Mm-hmm. Almost, it, it's more almost he, at least my my interpretation is it's almost like he ignores his human half. Um, and so I think this is really interesting for me to see him. It feels like it is a topic of conversation every week. Um, to, so to think that we're 10 years in front of that, and 10 years from now, we go from it being a topic of conversation to it being completely ignored. I'm, I'm looking at him and going, what happened, man? Like, like, how do you how can you own who you are? Right. In a, in a really healthy manner and going, you know, this is this is part of who I am. Um, and I really question, like, what does that say about the culture that we live in? And I know that oftentimes, particularly in the African-American community, it's kind of like, you're biracial, but it's like, but what, like, where are you? What are right? you? No, what are right? you? That's what, what people are ask you? me. What are you? Well, it, it's yeah, interesting because yeah. like today, it just so happens I was looking on YouTube and um, I needed a little break from work. So I was looking for, I was looking at Saturday Night Live clips and it just so happens that a Chappelle clip showed up, mm. which was the racial draft. And this is where basically they had representatives from each race draft by racial people, right? So the the Dave Chappelle joke is that the the black community gets the first pick and they picked Tiger Woods. And it was like, so the idea there was you can't be both, you have to choose. And it feels like mm-hmm. when I when I look at this episode, that's the trajectory that Spock is on, and I don't love it. <laughs> like I don't I don't like it at all. So I think what is interesting too is that in TOS he says he's Vulcan because he mm-hmm. looks like a Vulcan, and it's like people will see me as a black woman because I am yeah. black, right? Uh, but I'm as much black as I am white, and he's as much human as he's Vulcan. So the way people see him is really important too, and you mm-hmm. see that 
everybody around him see him as this like traitor to his race, kind of, you know, you're too human or you're too Vulcan, which is something that I can relate to a lot because that's always what I've been told. Um, so maybe it's realistic to the struggle of being biracial and how people see us, but that's the point is it's the future. It's a utopia, right? And as much as it should be relatable so we can see our representation and our struggle, I do expect, no, I expect, but I would like to see from Star Trek Star, like a new discourse, something a little bit, um, you know, furthering the conversation. And again, the biracials are always the people that are forgotten because we don't fit any boxes. And what are you is a really real thing and you see in TOS uh, Spock doesn't say he's half human until he has to because that's easier to fit what people expect to from you when you just go oh I'm Vulcan because I look like a Vulcan dot end of the conversation mm. so yeah I mean these two half fighting was too reminiscent of faces for me <laughs> I did not like it at all <laughs> yeah I think um those are all really excellent points in that it's, you know, we we hope to see that like the future is more idealized while we are having commentary on what's happening now. And so it's like, if you're going to start this conversation, hopefully it has a satisfying ending that they're planning for this particular character arc of how they're writing Spock and, um, you know, how society is viewing him versus how he views himself, I think would actually be a more interesting conversation rather than him thinking he has an internal struggle. Right. Yeah. And how do you make that more illustrated that it is more him versus other people rather than him versus himself? Mm. Can I answer something on this, the chat? I yeah. See? Yeah. It's very interesting. It's a spoiler for discovery. I don't know if it's okay. Yep. 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 Spoilers okay. about. So, yeah. Um, Nivar operates under his teaching, but when you see the Tikal in cat in the Tikal in Kel, in cat, in cat, to call in cat. Thank you. Uh, in discovery, what's very interesting is that there's one Vulcan, one Romulan, and one half Romulan, half Vulcan, as they say. Mm. <laughs> so Roman and Vulcan. She's she's the um, the third woman. I don't remember her name. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the episode, she's the one that is systematically shut down in that episode, mm. which is very interesting. And they they report her being half. So. Yeah, it operates under his teaching, but I was very disappointed by that episode because I did an episode on biracialism in Star Trek and actually went and rewatched this. And I was like, even in the 32nd century, are you kidding me? So I don't know. I think it's a problem of writing. Mm. Um, and I know they, they try a lot and there's a real intent, but it's, it's very rare to, to find biracial people willing to talk about this. And in the writing room, it's even more difficult. It's very few people. So, yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, to kind of move towards something that I did um, kind of enjoy in this episode, and then we'll go back because I got some Nurse Chapel um, bones to pick um, <laughs> in this episode. But I did enjoy. I like what you did there. Bones to pick. I, you I see you. Mm. Nice. You know, um, but I uh, did enjoy uh, Pike's sort of handling of the negotiations with the uh, Rongovians and kind of seeing this idea of like, you need to just be this like almost the idea of radical candor, right? Like, I'm going to tell them exactly how this is, what I see for them, and sort of leaning into that idea as a way to, to negotiate with them. And, and while I know, Clyde, you said you don't enjoy body swap episodes. I no. did enjoy the, the way that it allows for them to, uh, it's like trying to build radical empathy for someone mm -hmm. else by fully stepping into their shoes, which is something that most people cannot actually do. And so I thought this was a very interesting way to show that you can build empathy around someone that you have a difference for if you truly got to see the world through their eyes. And so I thought that was a really interesting um, way for them to do that was with the the body swap. And then it also just like built itself in for for some decent comedic moments throughout the episode. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like I, I love the empathy aspect of this. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to, to a friend just the other day and we were talking about empathy and 
you know, one of the things that, you know, I came to realize is that I think one of the reasons why we have we struggle with, with this idea of empathy is because this idea of right and wrong mm. and what I think is so ingrained in us is that when to that empathy has nothing to do with whether or not you agree. And I thought Pike did a really good job of that. Like mm-hmm. he, 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 it wasn't about whether or not he agreed or whether or not he, he, it was his point of view. It really is all about, can you put yourself into the position of someone else, right? And see it from that. And that's what he did. He was able to articulate, this is what it looks like from your vantage point, right? It's not about judgment. It's, it's not about correctness. It's really about just, can I see things from you? And that becomes the the basis of the conversation. And I again, this episode to me, there were some things in here that you could have really pulled out and, and helped us understand. Because to me, that moment, that's not the end of the negotiation. That's the beginning of it, mm-hmm. right? Because at this point, now they understand, okay, so the fact that you can see it from my stand, my, my vantage point, now we can actually have discourse. Now we can have a conversation because I, mm-hmm. I see that you see me, you hear me, you, you feel me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it was, That's it was thing. interesting to like have them leave after they had done all of that. Right. And like, I understand like the, the idea of the sale, but I, I don't know. I, I was hoping there'd be like, and I could be misremembering if there was perhaps a line of dialogue that's like, oh, this is just the beginning of the conversation or something along those lines. But instead it was just like symbology for symbology almost <laughs> like, here, I'm going to give you what you want and you're going to f- give me what I want, which is to see this flag on your your <laughs> ship and we're all going to be in awe of this solar sail, which did, granted, shouts, always shouts to special effects, VFX everything always looks really great on this show. Um, I also really enjoyed the command green on Pike this episode. Oh I thought God. that was such a yes. fun throwback. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. The say, when they said solar sail, I was too obsessed by insurrection being like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm traumatized by this movie. So <laughs> um, I, I think this episode, kind of pissed me off at the beginning and we're watching it now <laughs> like kind of it, it's better um because i've had the problem these like last days about this question of radical empathy and it's a question of intent so mm-hmm. people will say things and i will hear them from my spot in the world right and the wait that sounds awfully racist or that sounds awfully homophobic or wow is that an aggression an aggression you know and people were like no but okay that's what i said but my intent was not this and i see it in this episode with you know they want them to join the federation and they're trying to have them understand their intent which is we want to protect you we want that we want you to have a better position than if you were with the klingon and the romulan but what they say is not what the rongovian hear from mm-hmm. they play their place in the world and i think the moment where um pike goes we want your territory and yes we do uh, but this is for this and this and that I think it was really beautiful and I hope I would like people to be more like <laughs> open yeah. like this, you know? Right. Cause your impact is almost matters more than your intent. Right. And if you can actually be honest about the intent, often you can get to the correct impact point of what you're actually trying to say uh, in this mm-hmm. situation. And, you know, knowing what was kind of been going on in the online discourse of it all, you know, lately with uh, other uh, sci-fi franchises. Um, exactly <laughs> that what I was referring to. <laughs> it's like, you I know, missed pe- something. Oh, there's a whole hullabaloo going on with the, that, uh, that show on Disney plus that has one of those star Wars people in it. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, people really don't like when you uh, introduce non-white people into uh, apparently star into the stars in general um mm-hmm. <laughs> thought she did a great mm-hmm. job 
who doesn't want to play a villain? Anyway, that's a whole nother show. Anyway, it's a whole other show. Yeah. But it's to say, it's like, you know, and and the thing is, it's like Star Trek is nowhere near perfect either, right? There's lots of work to be done in all of these fandoms that we can do to actually make this a welcoming so and inclusive space. And, um, and, a, and a big part of that is your impact over your intent and, and acknowledging um, when you've made uh, a, a mistake, which I think Pike does so by saying, oh, they truly need to know what our actual intents are. For us to Absolutely. actually go forward with this conversation, which I thought was really interesting, and that's a beautiful lesson. But I, w I wish they made it more. I don't know, clearer. Like <laughs> there was quite a lot of plots in this. Ep we had like yeah. an A, a B, a C, and a D plot in this episode. So there's a lot to kind of fit in. Mm -hmm. You're on mute, Clyde. I don't know if you're, you're trying to talk to us. Nope. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> just double checking. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was, there's like, I, I overall enjoyed the usage of uh, the Rongovians and how they tried to use that, I think is a way to, to sort of give the moral lesson of the episode. Right. And then the other morality play of this episode is seeing things from another person's perspective, which is what we get with T'Pring um, and Spock. And I just wanted to say that the, um, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? What's the actress who plays to bring? Uh, Gia Sandu. Uh, Gia Sandu. Incredible. Really enjoyed her performance this episode. I think she's so great, and I hope we get a lot more of her throughout the season because I really enjoyed her. Um, she, I thought, I thought so she, she's so hot. <laughs> she is awesome. I'm sorry, I'm going to bring down the conversation, but oh my God, she's so hot. Like, <laughs> how does, how do these humans exist? Like, from my place in the world, I just look at them on TV and I'm like, how? How could human DNA does that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to go no. there sometimes. What are you going to say, Clyde? I, I'm I'm speechless. Um, I was I was going to say I had to catch you know between the accent I'm 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 thrown here. Okay, so focusing in. Um, I, I was actually impressed by the way she captured Spock's character, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. I, I thought I, it was believable to me. And that's why when, you know, at the top of the show, I said, I, I really thought it was, it was executed well. Body swapping thing may not be my favorite. I do think from an empathy standpoint, I, I get it. Thought it could have been done a little bit longer for I could sit in it and really understand and a little bit more, like I needed just a little bit more dialogue. All that being said, she nailed, and I believed that she was Spock. Like, oh, and she, she nailed Spock too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. They truly picked people who, like, somehow their characters seem so cold, and yet the chemistry is so hot. And like, mm. truly, those actors do a not great wrong. job of of writing that sort of line of like, how do we embody this very sort of formal relationship but still give it a little steam you know and i think they really really accomplished that <laughs> and, and not just for nothing big... come come halloween that dress that she had on oh. in his dream it's gonna be all over i'm gonna see that all over the place. Yep. i know jackie I don't have the body to wear that i don't <laughs> <laughs> hey not. everybody is a good body and i think you would look great in a tapering outfit um <laughs> thank you <laughs> y'all gonna have me being inappropriate on the on the podcast. let's keep going <laughs> But, I mean, I started uh, it, so, you know. You know. <laughs> uh, we can go to my other favorite uh, hot person on the show, particularly in this episode, which is Nurse Chapel, <laughs> who I, um, I, I really want, I hope we get like a full Nurse Chapel episode soon because she's been the one that we've gotten a lot of just like small moments of character development with her. And she's so outrageously charming. Um, because of course she's bisexual and we're all outrageously charming. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, the thing that kind of, uh, and I'll preface this by saying I'm all for chaotic slutty bisexuals and I think she should be able to do whatever she wants, but there Power. is a trope. There is a trope that bisexuals cannot commit. And, and I think mm -hmm. that that is, um, that can be harmful, right? Like I, I, I want her to be able to do everything that she wants and be with who she wants and do all of those things. But I need other character development moments from her to see her as more of a full 
person and not just a trope at this moment. I also think it's so sad if they're really setting up she's going to have this crush on Spock starting now because this is a 10-year-long crush. Yeah. Ten year long crush, y'all. So unless this is one that like waxes and wanes, you know, that kind of crush of like, oh, and I'm with someone, I kind of forget about Spock. And when I'm not with someone, oh, he's kind of here and it's fun to have a crush on Spock, you know, like I, I just I want more for her. <laughs> and I thought we were gonna get that with this episode because we really set this up with her and Ortega's having this fun little kind of tete-a-tete, the way that like you know, queer people can make fun of each other for our like ridiculousness and kind of that familial space. And I was like, I was ready for an Ortegas and Chapel take the take the space station episode. And so when that wasn't what was delivered to me, I got a little disappointed. So I was a bit disappointed by this too. We talked about it over coffee, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, because. I expected more. Mm-hmm. I expected something less uh, cliche or um, easily guessable. Like, oh, like, oh, there was this woman and then there's this guy and that's pretty much all and she cannot commit. And the other thing that kind of made me question uh, the episode is that, oh, she has a crush on Spock because she saw him as a man and she saw him as a woman like is it me like reading too much into it but i don't know if i I was kind of like "Mm." it's kind of interesting that she's the The only one but that could that could be more of like a oh she's truly interested in him as a person because she found him attractive found him attractive in both as to Pring and as Spock, but I don't know. Yeah, I would also the same be like, person technically. Like right. I don't know. I yeah. I was kind of the on the fence about it. And the other thing is that I would really, I would really have liked that they'd introduce um, Roger. It's the name of our fiance in uh, what are all little girls made of? TOS. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that would have been a good name to drop, you know, because she's going to be engaged to that dude and look for him and stuff. So there are more episodes to that work crush that mm-hmm. she has for Spark, I suppose. And another thing is, I kind of don't like when characters are defined by their love relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I would like them to be more than this. I I would not be bothered by a character that has no love interest, that just here for other stuff, you know, because everybody's not obsessed about uh, finding the good match on the Enterprise. So I'm I'm kind of disappointed for Chapel. I don't know what to do going with yeah <laughs> I mean the other thing is like I I wish if they're gonna have her being going through her like. Uh, flingy having fun phase then like just make her really enjoying that because right now it seems mm-hmm. like she's very torn Thinking and it's like out. a character flaw instead of just mm-hmm. being like because if this was a man who's like I mean this is Kirk Kirk is a mm-hmm. slut like we all know Kirk is a slut <laughs> Riker and is, too and Riker like Riker these are too. these are fulfilled characters who are having fun with their relationships until it becomes that point when they're like oh I've found someone who means enough for me and so I just hope that she can get to like they give us a character that isn't upset with the fact that they have a quote unquote unfulfilling love life right well and mm-hmm. I, I think to what giraffe said a minute ago um was let it let it not be defined by that and i think mm-hmm. that's the thing when you talk about Riker and kurt they, they weren't defined by it and i think the issue i have with chapel right now is i don't know enough exactly um mm-hmm. they haven't developed her character enough where that this this now, because it's come up a couple times, her romantic interests have become a a major plot point of who she is, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that I'm like, can you can you bring me to a point where I legitimately love her character, right? Because she is, and you know, and it shouldn't be about this, but this is kind of track because she's special in some way. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like she she's on the enterprise so there is something about her character that makes her the best at what she does and that her being the best at that is a critical component to the success of this team i haven't really like i've seen her 
run through the halls with a hypo spray, right? Like, but I haven't really, I, to your point, Mariah, like you said earlier, I need a Nurse Chapel like centric episode, something that that really gets gets us to the point where I'm like, wow, yes, right? Because when I, when you think about Beverly or even Nurse Ogawa and and TNG, like they were developed long before Alyssa was pregnant or anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm looking for a little bit more. Right. This is a like I, I have no issues with this and she can be flirty and fun. And mm -hmm. we need somebody who's a little who's more fun because typically the Enterprise can be full of stuffy old people. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta add a little wild card in there you, and i'm you and do. i'm down for a chapel wild card yeah i i, I love mm -hmm. it right like she's a little bit of comedic um mm -hmm. uh, she's a comedic element she she you know pushes things i'm all for that but can you can we develop her character a little bit that more than mm -hmm. just the clown like yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm i have say, i have just to say like one thing that cracked me up is when she goes and talk to spock about his relationship in the restaurant he's eating soup and <laughs> the fact that that i was like he's eating plumbing soup that's that's plumbing soup and he's gonna throw plumbing soup at her face in amok time and i love this i love this so much <laughs> star trek soup all the way <laughs> all Sorry. the way no, I love those small details where you know mm -hmm. someone in the art department and the pr props department was like, oh, I got this. I know exactly <laughs> what Spock is going to be eating. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I also enjoyed that we finally did get to, and, and the last thing I'll say about Nurse Chapel is I have hopes we're going to get the Nurse Chapel episode. We seem to be getting a character kind of featurette every, every episode so far. So I, I hope it's there. I think it's coming and I hope it's fulfilling by the time it gets there. Um, you know, uh, I, I've been really enjoying her as a character. I did want to jump to, to, to Pring because I'm really glad we got to see her in her work element as well. Like we got to see what makes her so special and exceptional and like, kind of her and her element uh even though it was spock having to pretend to be her in her element but it was um i i i really enjoyed that whole kind of section of the of the plot to get to learn more about her as a full character and not just as this woman who eventually tries to murder spock right <laughs> i like the fact that she has a real job mm -hmm. and that it's a job that is for me in direct line with enterprise and you know the Vatosh Couture and them being rehabilitated into Vulcan society, which like was kind of like a bit scary mm -hmm. <laughs> to me because you know that Vulcans are always like walking this very fine line between being very logical and absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I really like the fact that she has this wall like kind of like badass woman yeah that we see in Tipol a little bit uh give Vulcan women their place in Star Trek please um but I'm a bit disappointed that the only piece we see from her job is actually done by Spock who mm. absolutely disrespect her job like they both are both are very terrible at each other job and at yeah. being in each other's shoe. So yeah, this 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 interaction that they had with Borjan, Borjan, I don't remember mm -hmm. his last name, but whatever, mm -hmm. Borjan. We're on first name basis with uh, Vulcan <laughs> with criminals. Logic, yeah. Can, yeah. Um, we didn't see much. We didn't see anything, and it was all about Chapel and Spark. And I was like, oh, I wanted it to be more about praying. Well, I like mm -hmm. the fact that Spock sees that she is facing discrimination because of him, basically, mm -hmm. and that she's never said anything to him. So, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I wanted to jump next to uh, the fun that was Enterprise Bingo, because I thoroughly enjoyed and I think of the more comedic elements of this episode. These were some of my favorite because I love when the like, quote unquote, straight man has to do the absurd things to get things done. It's one of my favorite ways to put people in 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 situation like as a, in like a writerly way for people to be put into situations that lend themselves 
to comedy and um, that whole like good cop, bad cop situation between Una and Lon was very hilarious as they're, they're interviewing those poor little cadets uh, who are just trying to play their enterprise bingo. Um, and then I enjoyed getting to see them try to accomplish everything, but still in their own very uptighty way. <laughs> I, I love the, I think my favorite was the stun club <laughs> where they had to stun each other. I thought that was hilarious. Lowest setting. Like <laughs> <Yes>. one, <laughs> two. I want lower decks. I want lower decks to give us a Cerrito bingo. Like it oh. needs to happen. I want to see them do this so much. <laughs> I thought they should have been thought, a little so. bit wilder. Yeah. 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 It's kind of boring, but it's the enterprise too. Like it must be very difficult. Imagine the Cerritos bingo. Though. Insanity. Absolute insanity. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, that that would have to be like late night cable because it would be crazy. <laughs> the the lower decks version of that bingo. Yes. Um, I'm going to. Is there? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to ask you all about this episode, but I'm going to kind of fling through some of the comments from our listeners here because uh, if you have some thoughts, let's take a look because I totally forgot to come back to some hot freaks here. But from Choopy, hijinks ensues, highly enjoyable, fairly loosely constructed and still supported the see each other's POV. I just enjoyed every character. Ethan continues to impress. Love to prank. Um, yeah. What have, what have y'all thought about Ethan's performance so far this season? Because it's such an iconic character. It has to be very difficult to to literally step in those shoes. I think he he, he won me over when uh, he was naked. He took his no, shirt I'm... off. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I think he really won me over in uh, Memento Mori when... Mm. Um, there's Michael's voice that come over in the mind meld and is restrained to not be emotional was absolutely so beautifully played. Like it was absolutely incredible. I felt it. It was such a, a callback to uh, such such sweet sorrow. That mm -hmm. is an episode that makes me cry every single time. Um, so it, it was absolutely incredible. And in this episode, the moment when T-Pring leaves because he, has to go, he cannot go to dinner and mm -hmm. just holds the table, it's this moment where, like these averbal moments where Ifentech really shines mm -hmm. in just letting show, like showing a little bit of the internal struggle and all this emotion he has inside. And I think Ifentech is... Oh, he's doing an incredible job. Um, and it must be hard because he comes, he's the third Spock, right? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of having to truly work completely backwards because every, you know, I mean, we have uh, the originator of the character and then all of the movie versions are kind of referential to that original character development. But mm -hmm. now you have to, and I think... Um, you know, uh, Cecilia Rose Gooding has also talked about this with Ahura is like, how do you come up with the steps to create the the person, you know, they are eventually going to become and how do you backtrack and figure out what that performance needs to look like in their life experiences mm -hmm. to get there. And I think that's such mm -hmm. an interesting exercise, I'm sure, for them as actors. I mean, Uhura has not a lot of backstory, so I feel mm -hmm. Celia was gooding has really like <laughs> a, a huge room to mm -hmm. create. But I love to see, for example, I've saw in the in the chat there's some mm -hmm. uh, Spock Uhura shippers, yeah, mm -hmm. family. Um, but um, you see, when he plays with uh, Celia was gooding, you see this hint of Zachary Quinto Spock. You see, like mm -hmm. he really studied and is an incredible actor. To be honest, I was not sold when he started until maybe the end of discovery season two and he really grew and i mean i'm looking for more without his incredible acting in this episode this episode would have been very very different it's a giraffe yes hello julian go back to your podcast what are you doing here <laughs> you're done already <laughs> <laughs> Um, Caitlin Jackson says, Pod, I thought that was an interesting thing for Spock to learn since he's usually thinking about how other Vulcans feel about him and how that relates to, to Pring. I think it really relates back to his dad. 
as well. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if we are going to get any Sarah Amanda action this series <gasps> and what that might look like. <laughs> when they did name drop Sarek, I was like the son of Sarek. I was like, Sarek, daddy, come on back. Is it? Oh my god, bring back, bring back Sarek, bring back uh, James Frain. Like mm. he's amazing in this role. I, 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 I'd really love to see how he's dealing with the grief, um, with the grief and the mm. loss of Michael, and all this same for Amanda. Yeah. Uh, it would be super interesting to see them as a family have a moment together to grieve for Michael. A family, you know, mm -hmm. they're not good at this, but uh, yeah, Amanda tries so hard. Amanda. Yes, I mean, this woman is a saint, but on the other hand, she should have known. Like, why do you marry in that goddamn order of a family <laughs> woman? Um, but I think the the um, the way they've addressed the loss of discovery and of all the people and the family is 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 masterful, to be honest, and. I am kind of disappointed that it's not the red thread. The red thread is not is not clearer in that season because I would have really loved to follow this, how they all deal with that because they all lived it and they all have to deal with it now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, ask about Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where did that comment go there? Grief for Michael. <laughs> ask about Cyborg. Good Good choice. Someone said, I was trying to find it. Essentially, he had to play three different Spocks in one episode. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good point. And I mean, now there are see. four actors that have played Spock, right? We mm -hmm. need to ask, we need to add uh, GS Endu. Oh, uh, Stress VK says Peck played three different types of Spock in one episode. That is true. This particular episode, you got mm -hmm. to see um, him versus him plus him as to Pring. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so good on you, Ethan Peck. It always reminds me of um, that episode of The Good Place where Janet has to play like everyone else. And so you have to figure out what's like everyone's mannerisms and how do you like slip into that characterization. Mm. Um, Kuhn says, Pod, that interrogation begs a question. Oh, this is back to uh, Una and Leon interrogating the ensigns. Why did they say Kyle was so mean? I don't know. I, I don't love think it seen anything but i'm i'm ready for a, a spicy kyle we've seen only kyle interacting with people who are above him mm -hmm. in the food chain so you don't know how is it to end sins maybe it makes them work ah, horrible yeah. man <laughs> i was truly like i know that they trust the ship and all of the things but like them walking on the enterprise to go sign their names i was like what is that that is like one of my biggest nitpicks in a lot of like <laughs> Star, I mean, Star Trek as a whole is just like, why aren't you in spacesuits just in case? It just feels like every other space movie and thing I've ever watched. It's just like space is ready to kill you. You got to be ready to defend yourself. <laughs> right. And I think the, the thing that absolutely blew my mind is that there's still a piece of the whole original of yeah. the Enterprise. I do not buy this a second. <laughs> I mean, it could just be like there's new stuff underneath it and they keep just slapping it on top of it as like, you know, the. it's like when you move and you have that like one painting and you don't know why you still have it, but it's moved with you like year after year after year. And you're just like, I, I should really comment. get really get rid of this. But I, I have not. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, what have you thought of these first five episodes? We're halfway through the season um yeah what are you hoping to see with the rest of i've been i've been disappointed in some things and i loved it in other ways so mm -hmm. i love the fact that we have finally uh a backstory for uhura mm -hmm. I, I i'm really looking forward just seeing her do things like in Memento, Memento Mori, for example, with Hammer. And so I'm very glad about this. I'm a bit disappointed that they copy a lot TOS, but they're, sh they're not TOS. So all the speeches at the beginning of the season that were very colonialist for me mm -hmm. <laughs> were kind of a no. Uh, but they're growing. It's a first season of a mm -hmm. new Trek series. Like, uh, go watch season one of. Uh, TNG, it's a train yeah. wreck. <laughs> uh, for me, so far, I think the first season, the best first season has been Lower Decks that has absolutely nailed 
everything. I'm I'm waiting to see Prodigy. Um, I think it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I think it feeds the fan. I think it's going to bring new people to the franchise. So that's great. Uh, but I, my constant nitpicking, I'll say, is that I'm not sure they're doing the best job they could on discourse and and mm. representation and talking with other races in the show. So on this, I think Discovery still wins. <laughs> but again, yeah. I give them more five more because I love it. I love it. I'm just <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's the thing is like you can you can criticize things that you love because you always just want it to be its best version of itself. Right. And like, yeah, yeah I'm having a great time. Memento Mori so far has been my favorite episode of the season. Um, I just think it did it was just so well done and I I mean the other thing is I'm a big horror fan and so that one leaned into just like a lot of tropes that I truly love and enjoy um, and and I appreciate that they're taking big swings and they are hitting stuff but there are some misses right but I appreciate mm -hmm. the swings that 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 are there and it is beautiful and it's incredibly well made and I think like costumes are running at 110% they look so good the Gorgeous. like special effects look great all of the sets look incredible and so it's just like you know like we, we we talked when we had coffee it's just like when you work in media and you get to see anything actually make it onto the air you're just like it's a yeah. it's an uphill battle and the fact that it's not only made it onto the air but it's like excelling it's doing well it looks good we're having fun watching it like you know there i there's always things that could be improved on any um, just about anything that I watch, but I'm having a good time. And that's always like the baseline question, right? <laughs> I I have to say that as a cosplayer. Uh, oh, they're making it real difficult for you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait. Uh Oh, did you lose me? This? Technical issues. Hello? Hello? Technic yeah. Wait, give me a second. I have, oh. <laughs> what is happening? Oh no, did you lose me? I can still hear you. I'm hearing something else. Oh. Okay, am I here? Hello, hello. Yes. Okay. You am I right? back? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something started playing and I was freaking out. I was like, who is that voice? What is this? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. Hello. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, as a cosplayer, um, it's beautiful, but they need to give us something that we can cosplay because so <laughs> far it's absolutely or very simple. It's a uniform. I can do that. Or like mm -hmm. insanely difficult. I need a middle ground Star Trek. Look at Star Wars. They do that middle ground for cosplay very well. <laughs> <laughs> because the makeups are absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. These dresses are incredible, but I cannot do that on my sewing machine. <laughs> So you don't have a way simple. to laser cut tiny little uh, emblems on your on your uniforms. <laughs> Discovery also made it real hard to cosplay until they put out the like disco shirt with the black pant and boot, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's a call. That's a call to the poor cosplayer here who are trying to do cool stuff. We need help. Go back to TOS kind of like <laughs> shitty aliens of the week <laughs> that I can do the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I enjoy I think Ortega so far has all of the best like not in uniform outfits of everybody I've seen oh, so much so so much uh, and and there's Chappelle she had some oh, yeah. incredible outfit at the captain dinner that I loved mm -hmm. and that black and white dress oh, it was good oh, it, was it was so good. beautiful yeah Ortega is the is, is a character I'm waiting for her episode like I, I just love them so much. Uh, they're very well written. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying this season so far. I'm I'm ready to see the next five episodes and keep keep chatting about this. But uh where can uh do you have any final thoughts, opinions you want to share before we wrap this up? Uh yes, uh more naked spark. Let's do this, strange new world. <laughs> Uh, and um, I'm just waiting for more. Every week is a new treat. So let's see what's in the books for next week. And yeah. Very exciting. 
Well, thanks for joining us, Giraffe. Always a joy. Love seeing your face. Where can people find you on the internet? So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at lyrical under dash giraffe with one F. Uh, that's me. And I'm usually live at that time with Strange New Pod. If you don't steal me away. <laughs> My off nights. Shots have been fired, Julian. <laughs> and uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at at strange new pod amazing you can find me i'm at mariah gossett on all social media platforms uh you can visit star trek pod.co to find links to how to listen to stream interact with us all those things as well as to our patreon that's patreon.com slash star trek pod um this was so much fun. Hopefully we can have you back on soon. Julian has given us our blessing, so we can steal you at will. I'll take you up Thanks on that, Julian. Boss. Be careful. <laughs> um, but yeah, Clyde had to jump out, but he will also say goodbye. You can find him at Clyde Haynes. Um, we're going to post some things in our Patreon. We might be just starting a little bit later because the West Coasties, this has been a, a hard time for us to visit. Uh, together and make this happen. So we're going to put some polls in our Patreon about um, potential start time changes. But otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for watching and interacting with us. Live long and prosper. Bye.